0: <laughs> it's the reprobate travel cast. If you don't like it, you could kiss my ass, oh yeah. It's the reprobate travel cast, the RTC. Welcome. Uh this is uh my Best and most exciting show ever because I have a real superstar with me. Not just like what?
1: Is the door about to no, open? Here,
0: seriously. Usually, this is your
1: life, George
0: Clooney. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've had people on my podcast and they're like, Man, who do you got as a guest on your podcast? And I'm like, dude that sells me weed, man. Yeah. Now I have a guy with today it's Michael Loftus. I wish this was television. <laughs> That's how good this
1: podcast is. Dude, I, I mean. wish we could see it.
0: I'm excited to have you, man, because Loftus uh, actually got me in, in the comedy game. Always got me uh, all kinds of work and opportunities, and uh, thank you for that, by the way. My I, I really appreciate it. And, and now I'm getting to see you do all these amazing things, man. Uh, one hour special on Comedy Central called well, what? You've Changed. Yeah, that's a good one. Very, Azure. very funny. You can get it at Big Mike. seller. MikeLoftisComedy.com Yeah, you can get
1: that shit at Amazon.com, Amazon.com. You can get that shit at iTunes That's when you know you're legit When you're like, it's on iTunes Wait, like, I'm on wow. iTunes Well, you know what, you're legit No,
0: I'm, not, I'm really not <laughs> you're, You haven't heard my show yet Are
1: you on Amazon?
0: No, I'm uh, not legit you're, not,
1: you're you're jit <laughs> Okay,
0: uh, I'm on Blueberry.com Wow B-L-U-B-R-R-Y Actually a cool site Um All kinds of different podcasts. Let's get back to you. Here's some other stuff Loftus is doing. Uh, Producer, writer on the new Charlie Sheen. Yep, I'm a
1: writer on the new Charlie Sheen show, Anger Management. Anger Management on FX. We premiere uh, June 28th uh, on FX. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, how do you get a gig like that?
0: Uh, And working with Charlie Sheen, what's that like? I mean, that's, that's... awesome shit i'll I'll tell
1: you the truth i'll tell your listeners right now the gospel truth that dude is a champ all right yeah uh he shows up on time he's in every scene we're shooting two episodes a week he's in every scene and he is just he knows his blocking he knows where he's going he's very giving he's a generous actor he's smart he's he's the real deal I think he's a big reason why Two and a Half Men was such a success. And, yeah. Uh, and now I think he's going to have a huge success with this new show. It's funny, man. It's funny.
0: Now, you've also got another pilot you're shooting in the works also. Is that right?
1: Yes, this would be my own show. Awesome. For uh, the History Channel, where I look at like historical events, uh, and there's an overarching theme to them. Then I'm going to be doing stand-up about these events, and then there will be field pieces, there might be a song, there might be a cartoon, there might be an interview with some wingnut out in South Dakota who worked on Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah. I don't know. The sky's the limit. That's that's the one that you're helping out on, buddy. Well, thanks. That's the one where we're putting the pedal to the metal here. Yeah. i know mafia bitches. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm actually getting to help them out on that project, and I dude, I really appreciate it. And. and That's gonna be fun. How do you juggle all this? Uh, You're doing stand up. You're you're doing road gigs. You're Mm -hmm. you're writing and and helping out on Charlie Sheen show. You're you're doing your own thing. You've got a family. uh, You've got a wife
1: and kid. How do you juggle all this stuff? I have the painting, the sculpting, the inventions. (laughs) I am Thomas Edison.
0: (laughs) No, but seriously, how do? There's not enough hours in the day. I, I don't even have anything going on, and I don't have enough hours in the day.
1: I've never been one of those dudes. I've never been one of those dudes. What do you and mean? I used to, what when, when people would say, oh, I just wish there was more time. I just wish there was more hours in the day. I'd be like, then your life must suck. Yeah. I'm hanging out here watching cartoons. And now I'm turning into that guy who's like, I wish I had more time in the day. I wish there was like a couple more hours. I don't know. It's been going uh, so far, knock on wood. It's been relatively easy. We, we started on the Charlie Sheen show. We started pre-production in November uh started writing a bunch of episodes. Then started filming them in January. Um got done at the end of April. And so now here we are. It's the end of May and I'm doing I had actually a couple weeks where it was like kind of, you know, nice and leisurely just doing stand up. So now here we are, the beginning of June. Gonna focus the mighty efforts on the, the History Channel show. Mm-hmm. Get that done by the end of June, early July, and then go back into pre production on more Charlie Sheen episodes. Wow. I, that's hopefully, John Cleese said something one time that, uh, yeah, that's right, John Cleese. Yeah, I just uh, Monty Python. I just dropped the name. He's like, Did You know, John Cleese? I, I met John Cleese. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I met him, uh, uh, I was I had a meeting at HBO and he and I were both in the lobby waiting oh I'm like, wow I'm like who makes John Cleese wait for a meeting Who makes a comedy genius wait for me And he was like uh, lying on a couch and I'm like dude, I hate to do this but I have to really good to meet you you know I was just just like, like sure sure fan. oh yeah uh, and he's like the idea is to create a machine so good that it can almost work without you and I'm like that's what I'm shooting for if I can get like super funny people, helping out really talented people that produce comedy for the history channel show get that going then it's just fun to come in and do stand-up and talk about the stuff and then then the charlie sheen show will just be fun you know and then it's like wow he makes a living and he just has fun That's do you feel I pressure with all this yeah but it's a good pressure You know, there's that kind of pressure you got when you look at your calendar and you don't have any gigs coming up. I know that pressure. I was, I I too am familiar (laughs) with that pressure. Like, wow, how am I going to pay the rent? That's, I don't like that pressure. Yeah, that's. I like, you know, I like the pressure of like the Ryan Seacrest pressure. That dude took a hosting gig on American Idol and has built an empire. Mm -hmm. He produces the Kardashians. He produces E! News. He does, he's got a nice empire. He's like I can, and he told me, "Here's some advice I got from that dude." He goes, "I can sleep when I'm dead," and I'm like, "Eh, kind of heard that before, but it's true, you know."
0: Yeah, yeah, just just yeah. It's now or never, you know. I and um, I got to see, ladies and gentlemen, tonight. I went and saw Michael headline Brad Garrett's comedy club at the MGM Grand. Come on down. I'll tell you what. I go to comedy clubs all over the country. That is a nice room. It is a I mean, they the green room, you walk in and you're like, Oh my god, where yeah. am I?
1: And the showroom is fantastic. The showroom too. Uh,
0: it's yeah, it's set up I mean it's just classy.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. it is a Vegas atmosphere. And you know what? Here's what I liked about it, and then not to blow smoke, but it's classy without like trying too hard. Yeah. It's like a, it's it's like a comfortable it's not like you're afraid to move, like, oh shit, I'm gonna break something. It's a nice it's a really nice comedy club. Yeah, it's perfect a, size.
0: I was blown away, I mean...
1: Yeah, me too, it was the first time I've been in there. I played his other room at the Tropicana, and that was lovely, really nice room. This one is even, this one's better.
0: Yeah, oh man, I, I was blown away, and I just loved the show. Uh, all around, I thought it was a solid show. It was sure. a good time, and, uh, y- you know, it, I, uh, like I said, it's it's probably one of the nicer rooms I've seen.
1: It's my favorite one in Vegas.
0: A nice staff. That's, yeah. The yeah. girls dressed like little hookers. I mean, oh my
1: god! I like those outfits. Oh. I got, a, I got a thing for the for the uh, those thigh high no cross, What are you fishnet? Those, those are nice. And I mean, their titties
0: are half hanging out. And I, I mean, I was, I was, uh, whoa, whoa! <laughs> they were. I was jerking off in the ta- under the table watching your show. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you, got, you got that going for you. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Hey, it's Vegas. So who who who's your comedy influences? I see a little Jonathan Winters in there.
1: Yep. Uh, I just saw the coolest thing. Uh, David Steinberg has a show on Showtime where he interviews... He interviewed uh, Mel Brooks separately, and then he also um, uh, interviewed Carl Reiner. Oh, wow. Right? Because they both worked on your show of shows. So they had these stories. Like, each one would tell the same story, but independently. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool to see how they overlapped. So that was a great episode. Then he also did an episode with uh, Robin Williams and Jonathan Winters. And Jonathan Winters, that guy—I mean, you can say what you can about about Robin Williams, and I know he has his detractors and blah blah blah. He's a talented guy. You can't—you t- don't yeah. win an Oscar because you're uh, faking it, right? Uh, Jonathan Winters is the real deal. He—he—Jonathan Winters is like from another planet. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, that guy—he—that's a—that's an underrated comedic genius. They showed a clip of him on uh, the original Tonight Show with Mm -hmm. Jack Parr. And Jack Parr, you know, he's like this crazy, like, you know, pseudo-effeminate, you know, Hi, welcome back. And and he's got Jonathan Winters uh, at the couch. And he's like, and if you haven't seen uh, Jonathan live, you're really missing it. He's fantastic. I mean, he'll make a joke about anything, about anything. And then he hands Jonathan, here's a stick. And, like, gives him a stick. And, and maybe it was pre-planned and maybe it was part of... I don't, I don't think know. it was, bro. And Winters stands up and does like five solid minutes with a stick and just crushes. And you're like, wow, I don't know how many...
0: I used to see you do shit like that in the old days back when we did improv all day the time, the though. Well,
1: that's what it's all about. And that, that also has me biased. I'm much more interested in people who are just making it up Mm -hmm. and, you know, exploring a subject and, you know.
0: It shows because when I watch you on stage, you, I know you, I've seen your act. You have jokes, but you get off track sometimes and you can go to really weird places that are definitely not planned. Yeah. And it's, it's, and that's the, that, that That is is really fun. fun to watch, you know, because, and I think the crowd picks up on it that, that, you know, some guys, uh, good comedians, I think, look like they're improvising, yeah. but they're really planned out. Right. A lot of your stuff is actually truly improvisational, which is uh, really cool to watch and fun to do. Now, you've been all over the world. Yes. Uh, this show, this is a travel podcast. Um, which I'm down with that. We are broadcasting from Vegas, the MGM Grand. I'm staying down the street at a place called Circus Circus, and I'll tell you, uh, I really should have stayed at the MGM Grand. Girls walking around in thongs. It's nice. I mean, it's crazy. It, they're, they're people
1: pleasers here at the MGM.
0: Tell you me know. about some of the places you've been. You've been to Ireland, Israel,
1: South Africa. Iceland. 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 Uh, and Cabo. Cabo. Down in Mexico way. Those are all the places I've done shows. I've done shows. On a, I want to go to Australia next. That's, that's the big one. Yeah. And I, and I hear like the secret... Is, is almost out. Like, it used to be they didn't have a bunch of uh, stand-ups in Australia, and, like, American comics would go over there and just crush. Just crush. And you could, like, make a career. Uh, that you know, Those days are over, up. or are they? Those days are over. Because so many people dig the art form now that they're like... I mean, certain Americans go over there and they do really well, you know, and they still have a great comedy festival, but those days of any half-baked idiot stand-up from America going over to Australia, just doing great, uh, I think those days are over. But that's, that's where I want to go next.
0: Now, what? where would you say were some of the, the cooler places you've been? I think I remember you saying that Iceland was pretty interesting.
1: This is before um, the, the, the recession and Iceland went broke. Right. Uh, I was there, this uh, is like six years ago, seven years ago now. Uh, I was there with Pablo Francisco. Oh, wow. And uh, and this is the power of the internet. Pablo had a bit on his website, his uh, Tortilla Boy. Get, the, get down, get down, Tortilla Boy. And that bit became so popular, it was a viral video that was being passed around. And everybody in Iceland, there's only like half a million people.
0: Yeah, there's core. like 400,000, and most of them are all in Reykjavik. Yeah. They're all like yeah. squeezed
1: right in. So they said, you should come to our country and do a show. So Pablo went, he did a show, uh, he did like a week of shows, just sold out, and it went so well that the promoters are like, we want you to come back, like, in two months. Wow. And Pablo's like, well, I can't write that much material, can I bring somebody with me? And they're like, oh yeah. And he goes, I- I'm going to bring Michael Loftus. And I'm like, okay, that was great. So it was, it was Pablo and myself... And went over there, and, you know, everybody's like, ooh, Pablo's back. And then, like, I was, like, kind of this afterthought. And, man, the audience is uh, super smart. Really, they get everything? I mean, really, all the references? Yeah. And- they, they kept saying, you have to do your political stuff. You have to do your political stuff. And I'm like, in Iceland? And they're like, we read uh, all the papers. You know, we see CNN. They they know, I would I would hazard to say they mo- most Icelandic people know more about our politics than a lot of people sure well we're
0: watching dancing with the stars and shit like yeah. that we don't know what the fuck's but going it on. was
1: an amazing experience an amazing experience later on after we finish here uh i'm gonna i to have you look up this place called the blue lagoon uh-huh that like all the all the buildings in iceland geothermal uh, uh heated right they're like the whole it's a volcanic uh oh wow yeah so, if you dig down far enough, they'll have, like, this steam. This incredible, super And that's hot how they steam. heat the... They heat all their buildings with geothermal energy. That's awesome. It's just free energy. Well would make me nervous. I don't know how well I would sleep now. <laughs> when I'm seriously. Like, oh, we're on a fucking volcano. First perty You know, <laughs> boom. Yeah. uh So, anyway, there's a place called the Blue Lagoon. This developer was going to build an apartment uh, complex. He goes in there shovels out some dirt and this beautiful hot blue like turquoise water just spills out and floods this giant area and it's just insane you go and you play i think they're the i think they're the the kroner is their monetary system Uh uh-huh you you pay a couple of crookity kroners, and uh you go in you get a towel, you put your stuff in a locker, and you just, it's like this giant hot tub where wow. the temperature changes from place to place. You know, you're like, oh, this place is, this one's too hot. So you swim a little away, and you're like, oh, this is really nice. And there's bubbles and mud, you know, man. like mineral baths. Then you swim over, and these Icelandic women running a massage station. Happy ending or no? No, damn. No happy ending. But man, talk about. Supermodel, like single dudes like I was married when I went over there oh yeah I wish I would have gone as a single man as a single man in Iceland uh, I, I can't there is a word in their culture that literally translates means uh, do you want to go home and, and fuck and what is this word uh, coma to theta coma to theta yeah I have a sister
0: named theta and a lot of guys came out <laughs> they said we coma theta <laughs> No, that's not true. She's wonderful. She's got a husband. He's the only guy who's coming in Theta at this point. That's wonderful.
1: So these, <laughs> these Icelandic promoters, the guys who run the show, we go out to this nightclub afterwards and everything's open till like 5 in the morning and the sun barely sets and blah, blah, blah. And these guys, like, being in uh, Playboy magazine, posing naked uh, for money is like a taboo. That's not cool. You will be like a social outcast in Iceland if you're a girl and you do that. However, uh, multiple sexual partners, like, hey, I met this guy at a club. That's cool. He looked like he'd be fun in bed. (laughs) We hooked up. I was right. It was awesome. And what was that guy's name? Oh, wow. You could tell your mom that story, and she'd be like, oh, was he cute? And, like, there is no downside to it at all. None. And all these chicks are walking around, like, Victoria's Secret supermodels, uh, uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, black hair, blue eyes, just like Hitler's wet dream and these, these promoters were at a nightclub and they're like here's this word and this is what it means I'm like you guys are full of it they're like no go up and ask five chicks you will get at least three yeses and what? Probably, yeah I went up to the hottest woman I'd ever seen in my and life and you said
0: coma to theta yep
1: and, and what she, did she say? she looked around theta to coma what uh, turns out her boyfriend was standing there talking to somebody else at the time I didn't know her bro. boyfriend? Yeah, this is where it goes south. <laughs> so uh she looks at him and he's talking to somebody else and not paying attention. She looks at me and I think she had seen the show and she goes, "Okay." And like she goes to grab her coat and then the two promoters come over and they start speaking Icelandic to her like waving her off and they're like, "Of course, the one chick you ask, the one chick you ask." I'm like, "What?" Like there's like this <laughs> this Mafia, so guy. Iceland had, Mafia? Yeah, he had done some favors for the Russian mafia. Oh my god. And they're like, Yeah, that's the one chick in Iceland you don't want to bang.
0: And you're like, Well, like
1: I wasn't gonna have sex with her anyway. I just wanted to see if she said yes. But yeah, there was there was plenty of opportunities there. Now, uh South Africa. Tell us about that. Fantastic. And that's another one where comedy is just exploding. Apartheid ended in ninety four. Really, in the big scheme of things, that was like yesterday, historically. So, um, black people, African people, I should, well, black people in South Africa, who before could be arrested on the street just for walking. The sun is down, you're out walking, you're under arrest. Why? There is no why. You're under arrest. Wow, that's fucking horrible. Dude, like a total nightmare. Right, so now apartheid's been over for a, a few years, and now like the population is like waking up, and there is freedom of the, of the press, and there's freedom of speech. Oh, wow! And these black dudes are doing this comedy. I went uh, the first night; I, you know, didn't sleep. much. Is, it's the plane. English, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they speak. There's like 15 official language in, uh, but the comedy's
0: English. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: but there's like uh, Goza. Is that, that's the, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. the one that everybody, sure. it's a funny, it sounds funny though It us. does sound I, funny. I do it on stage, too. But that's a really, that's a real cool language. And, like, you hear women singing in that, and you're like, wow, it's, like, deep, like, tribal, like, like this is the, where people come from. Anyway, uh, the comedy scene there was just wild. I went to this comedy club the first night, and they're, they're like, they took me to the hotel, and, like, you gotta be tired. I'm like, yeah, I'm exhausted. And they're like, well, there is a comedy show. Down here, if you want to see it, I'm like, oh, of course. And it was all these uh, uh, black dudes, couple of white guys, but uh, the the black comics, with without fail, were like, uh, white Africanas do this. The black, it was like time travel, right? Like comedy in the early '80s. It was like you know? Def Jam. Yeah, like the original Def. But they were like and the place it was just uproarious laughter and like like the, the black African dudes are like in the audience are like oh my god they can't believe he said it. No, an African will sit back and he'll you know
0: You got hanged for that shit back in the day oh, and yeah. now they have freedom, you know? Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Dude, yeah. Uh, beautiful country. Beautiful country. Saw lions oh, like no out shit. where lions live. Right? You go to a zoo, and they're like, the lion's fur is perfectly developed to keep him camouflaged. You're like, bullshit, there's the fucking lion right there. Right. We went out on a safari, and they're like, yeah, there's lions around here. And you're like, no, no, there's fucking not. And then all of a sudden you see some green shit glinting in the in the grass. And you're like, those are eyeballs. Holy shit, there's a lion right there. Oh, my God. Oh, and there's another one. There's another one. We're completely surrounded. Oh, my god. Hey, Lord. let's keep the windows up. <laughs> and uh, this big motherfucking... Like, male lion. Just, like, has, like, a leg of uh, of a gazelle or an Ibach or something. Just goes strolling by the car. Just with this big, just, like, you got... Like, looks at us like, stay in the car. <laughs> <laughs> you yep. know? Like, wrong no, neighborhood. Yeah. Wrong fucking neighborhood. <laughs> You're like, holy
0: shit. One more place I wanted to ask you about. You did comedy in Israel. Now... Mm-hmm. To me, that's fascinating. I mean, a lot of people, uh, first of all, Israel is a place that people that live there and go there love it. And I I ask them, aren't you nervous? You're surrounded by countries that all hate you and want to bomb the shit out of you. And you're sitting on the beach, with (laughs) right down the beach, there's fucking guys with
1: machine guns and tanks. And they're like, no, let's get a suntan. The the joke I did in Israel, uh, one of them was like, you guys need a new brochure. You know, every time I hear you guys, you see on the news some kid throwing a rock, there's a tire burning, but you go to Tel Aviv and that's far from all the the, the crap that's going on. It's like this really cool metropolitan hip city that has everything you want in a city. It's right on the Mediterranean. It's a uh, it's just fantastic and like no big like danger. Did you and feel in danger, danger
0: at any time?
1: One time, but that was just me being paranoid, there's these outdoor markets called Shooks. Uh-huh. And we were going to go to the Dead Sea, and uh, and I didn't have a bathing suit, so I went to the big outdoor market. And this is just me. This is like my little traveler tip. Okay. I'm like, okay, if I was uh, a terrorist, you'd, you'd want a lot of bang for your buck. Sure. Right? And you'd want all as many news organizations to get it. So I've been to this particular Shook a couple times with uh, some uh, Israeli buddies, and everybody's speaking, you know, Hebrew or, or Arabic, Farsi, what have you. I went to the Shook, it was like a Saturday, you know, and, uh, or it was a Friday. Sorry, Saturday wasn't a lot going on. Right. <laughs> and uh, Friday, and there's like, I'm hearing English accent, English accent, Can- I'm hearing Canadian, German, German, and I'm like, wow, this is a target rich environment sure. right here. So I like I just um, like got my swimsuit and got out of there. And I'm like, I don't want to be hanging out with I don't want to hang out with all the fucking tourists. Right. You know now, I mean? did you, those are the places <clears throat> that always get whacked, you know, some disco tech and you know. Did
0: you see any of the holy sites?
1: Yeah. Oh wow. Mind boggling. Mind boggling. And that will really make you philosophically check yourself. 'Cause like it's one thing to like read uh, you know the, the Bible uh, or the Koran, whatever, and you read about this mm-hmm. whole this ancient site and then you go and there it is. It's not like an abstract book about an idea and about maybe there might and maybe they're like, no. There is the spot. Yeah. That is where
0: historical you know, proof.
1: Dude, I'm walking through Jerusalem, and I'm walking with uh, this Israeli friends, and this one girl's a tour guide, and I just met her, and she's showing us through. And this uh, Arab guy, you know, I'm so American. I got my Cleveland Indians right. cap on. Hey, I'm from out of state. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, this uh, Arab dude waves me over, and we're on, it's like where uh, where Jesus carried the cross. Like oh, wow. down that street. Oh, wow. And uh, the guy's like, uh, he goes, he's like, Pontius Pilate? Pontius Pilate? And I'm like, yeah, I'm familiar. And she's like, no, no, no. This is, he's telling me. The, the my my uh, Israeli friend, the tour guide girl, she's like, no. She's like, this is Pontius Pilate's house. This is where he would live. And the Arab guy's like, you want to see? You want to see? Come inside. And she's like, whoa. She's like, this is never, maybe it was a scam. I don't know. But she's like, I've never had. She's like, you should do this because... I've never seen this open up, right? So I went up and it's like the gar- where his garden was and where he would like stand and like, oh, there's the- that's where they're taking the people to be crucified. Oh that's my like goodness. Where that dude stood. And you're like, okay, this is not just an abstract book. You know, it's like shit Yeah, happened. yeah, no, yeah. Like, I- it was really Yeah, and then dude The Western Wall. You see that on TV, and it's like a section of wall about as big as a hotel wall. Uh You know, and there's people. They're shaking. The Wailing Wall. Yeah, yeah, and they're putting their fucking you know their prayers in there, and they're doing the whole Hasidic thing. Well, if you put on a uh, a yarmulke, which they have there, which you know they're like, here you go, welcome. You know, there's your yarmulke. Now you're free to go. You go like uh, to the to the side if you're facing the, the, the Western Wall. You go to the left and then you go down these stairs and they've excavated that shit. Right? It that is like the base of the temple. Like the you know, the, the
0: yeah, yeah, they are. Um, and
1: you go they found the foundation. The temple on the mound? The the the, 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 the Hebrew temple, the one yeah. that the Romans burned and like if it gets rebuilt again, that's a sign yeah, of the Yeah, that's the ta- temple
0: on the mound, I believe. Um and they're building a ramp up to it, as go, we speak, by the way. I don't go, know if you know uh, that.
1: <laughs> you go to the the bottom of that thing, and you see the the giant bricks, like the foundation. They've dug down, and it's it's like this huge, and just mind-boggling. And then they figured out the, top, top, uh, the topography, like how it looked back in the day, and here's what the temple looked like, and here's where you are. And, and it's just like mind-boggling. Wow. Now I can see why dudes fight over it. Well yeah. Right before you're like, man, why are they fighting? You know? They're gonna have a hard time figuring that one out. Because you walk down one street and it's like this is the most holy site in all of Islam, and then you walk two more yards. This is the most holy site in all of Christianity. <laughs> <They> got, <laughs> got, you might want to put some, sh- some
0: space between yeah. those boys.
1: Yeah. Oh, but hot chick sighting. So that day I'm like totally blown away. Hot like, chicks like, in Israel? Dude. Um, I've seen all this stuff. You know of Jerusalem and this holy site and uh, and uh, the the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and all these crazy crazy ancient ancient places. And I'm sitting at a cafe with my buddies, and we got a show to do that night. And it's just it's it's a bit overwhelming. And we're gonna have a coffee at this little cafe, and we just hear chug chug chug, chug like these boots, you know. And we look over, and like this little platoon of like Israeli soldiers. Yeah, sure. There's like fucking eight of them come marching up and like uh, out of the 8 like 3 of them were chicks and out of the 3 chicks this one was just so gorgeous in her little uniform did you her tell her automatically did weapon. you tell her you were
0: muslim and you might have a bomb in your pants
1: <laughs> and she should check it out she should look in the front uh, <laughs> no i did not but she caught me looking at her and she smiled and was like wow oh, was like a wow real, oh man so just smoking. One of the prettiest girls I've ever seen in my life. Did
0: your comedy? They they dug the comedy. Uh, absolutely,
1: <clears throat> absolutely. But then you funny gotta, translates pretty much everywhere. Do you find? Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of American Jews living over there now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Israel is really nice. I would like it's to go. Really nice. You give you give Jewish people a hunk of desert. They're going to fucking fix it up
0: <laughs> Oh yeah yeah I tell
1: you You go across the To like the Arab territories And this is nothing against Your, uh, your Palestinian listeners No no Right Fix your shit up it's Well I like, mean Here's the Yeah up. They've it's got the same it's They've us. got a lot of
0: issues though That they're dealing with mm-hmm. I mean uh, Yeah I don't try I don't, I don't like to lump Muslims I, I used to be like Really after 9-11 All anti-Muslim and stuff But I've met a lot of Muslims And as individuals I, I really like them I think they're They're okay people You know I've got
1: some Muslim friends uh, down in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody's a right-wing fundamentalist. Yeah, yeah, not
0: everybody's crazy.
1: Bam. You know, most people i found in my travels, a warm, dry place to sleep. Uh-huh. They want their kids to be fed and healthy, and they want to be able to have a voice in their future. Mm-hmm. You give people that, and it's amazing. That's, I think that's what everybody wants.
0: What about that old song we used to do? It used to go something like this I used to be a chronic masturbator. Till I went to Iceland and learned the phrase coma de theta. Coma de theta. Coma de theta. Swish, 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 swish. Coma theta. Take it, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once fucked a girl who looked like Darth Vader. Oh, here we go. Coma to theta. Oh, yeah. Coma to theta.
1: I want to take my dork out and put it in your Bjork's mouth. See Bjork? You gotta get that reference <laughs> in there. You little elfling-looking chick want to fuck you in a glacial style. Yeah. I like the old places.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would like to go see these places. I'm so jealous of
1: all the places you've been. That's the man. joke I do about Ireland. I'm like, in America, we'll look at an old place. We're like, look at that, man. That place was built in 1952. And they've totally restored it, and that's the original paint job. That's what it looked like the day Ronald McDonald was born. You go to Ireland like that was built by Christ himself in the year zero. <laughs> you know, like, you now know. you did comedy
0: in, in um, well, you were on the Jameson tour, right? Yeah. Now, sure. so you you obviously went to Dublin
1: then. Yeah, tell what me about the Dublin. They make the Jamesons. That was interesting to see. The first time I went to Dublin uh, was before the whole Eurozone and all that. Great Pardon me while I tune. No, tuning <laughs> up, I, I got no problem against the guy tuning his, his guitar. Yeah, it sounds all fucked up. Right? The first time I went to Dublin, it was all full of just uh, Irish people, and then when, uh, <laughs> right? You should have seen. I, it was, I went down, and it was they they were and, then, and they were talking about the European Union at the time. Mm-hmm. They were talking. About, it was just an idea that they were going to consider. And my mm-hmm. aunt, uh, May, uh, mm-hmm. who lives, oh, in Cork, I believe, uh, she knew it. She saw the handwriting on the wall. She's like, she's like, what'll happen is there's going to be a European Union. And there's going to be a bunch of money flowing around. There's going to be a bunch of jobs. And there's going to be a huge wave of immigrants to Ireland. And that'll be weird. Sure enough, she goes, but we'll have to be nice to them. Because the rest of the world's been so nice to us. Well, you know, So there was like this, this, uh, this uh, the Irish great people are like, yep, there's going to be a shitload of foreigners coming in here. We should have uh, a way to deal with it. So the last time I went to Ireland with the Jameson whiskey tour, a just a boatload of a lot of uh, Eastern Europeans that were uh, immigrants now, Irish citizens of Ireland, a lot of Africans uh, living there, uh, but they all have the Irish uh, accent. Oh, wow, cool. And they all speak the language. If you want to be a citizen of Ireland, they ask that you kindly learn the language. The language that a lot of Irish people don't even, can't speak fluently. I mean, like, they're desperately trying to keep that you know, what do you call that language?
0: It's uh,
1: Gaelic. Gaelic, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, they speak the language, so they're keeping the language alive. They're like, "Well, welcome to Ireland, welcome aboard. We'd appreciate it if you'd speak."
0: Would a black guy with an Irish accent kind of freak you out a little bit? Were they, was it just like all? Was no, it regular? He didn't. No, I mean, <laughs> that guy,
1: the, I mean the guy. who was like the, at the hotel. Worked at the hotel. The, the manager of the hotel was obviously from from africa did he still have like any animal. like uh but they had a like he had a weird bit of a african accent mixed with an irish oh accent. okay really interesting i thought it was like he, it sounded cool i mean that dude is gonna get laid
0: top of the morning
1: motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> oh, what the hell <laughs> my name is <laughs> i gotta take a quick break we'll be right back
0: everybody don't forget ladies and gentlemen we're on blueberry.com b-l-u-b-r-r-y Lots of great podcasts to listen to there. And if you want to do your own podcast, you can produce one very easily on blueberry.com. Also, we're on iTunes, check us out there. If you like us, give us a nice five-star rating, that'll help us out. And we're also available at JakeAnnerino.com. That's ww.jano dot com. And we're on a Facebook fan page, the Reprobate Travelcast fan page. And now, back to Michael Loftus on the RTC. It's time to go, it's time to go. This is the end of my podcast show. Thank you, Michael. All don't you know He didn't have to say yes and do my show But he did That's really cool I'm going to Circus Circus To move my stool oh, man. Hope I find a girl tonight who will blow uh, Something about my show <laughs>
1: but I got my Take it Michael. Well, we hope you had a really good time on your computer. Not a lot of things rhyme with computer. I'm not feeling real creative <laughs> right now. Right now. We did. We
0: saw some girls walking around in thongs, and some of them didn't really belong in thongs. God love
1: them. That's a confident, confident girl with daddy issues.
0: Somebody wants attention.
1: Yeah, someone's gonna get it.
0: Well, I don't want to keep you here all night. Thanks, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on my podcast, man. I know you're really busy, and you got some shit, a lot of shit going on, and uh, you didn't have to do it, and you let me come to your show tonight, and you're giving me a job.
1: What, Michael? Crazy.
0: You know, I, I really do. I really appreciate you over the years. Being, it's all being, good, uh, you, you're really one of my best friends in the world. And I'm not just saying that because I'm, I'm leveraging to get you to uh, get me laid a lot when you're famous, either.
1: That, that'll be the fun times. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the fun times.
0: I'm so lonely, Michael. <laughs> I really am.
1: Hello, front desk.
0: <laughs> No, no. I, I, yeah. Well, it is what it is. We're, uh, we're gonna be. Um, uh, Broadcasting later in the week, folks. Uh, I gotta go. Where? What are you, you going to do? Play blackjack or something? You want to get some I'm trouble? I'm going to be on. Fox oh yeah, you got TV in the, in the morning. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to be a lame-o.
1: I think I might have another uh, uh, pretzel for my future. I all right, down to that little food court area, and get another pretzel.
0: Listen, look, we yeah. used to. Me and you used to do three shows a night, drink the whole way through, get drunk, go party all night. Now after a show, we're like, I'm going to go watch my stories.
1: I have, what happened to us? I have. If it was radio, there might be partying. But this is television. So you gotta it's look like, good. Yeah. Yeah. I always just I hate that with my head. But I'm like, listen, let would hang out and party with you guys. I got radio in the morning. I'm like, what a wuss. Show up hammered.
0: <laughs> Not these days, brother. No, it's like I got radio in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. Gotta go to bed. Gotta work on my history show. Charlie Sheen. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Well, we'll be broadcasting uh, later this week from uh, Circus Circus and maybe from the MGM Grand and uh, maybe from Brad Garrett's room, I don't know. And we'll we're going to write that song. we got a we song to write. we got a couple songs to write. we got a lot of stuff to do. And uh, next week, or maybe the week after, we're going to be broadcasting from Los Angeles, California. I'm yeah, really excited about that. The new
1: world so. headquarters of uh, the History Channel show.
0: Oh, we can let the cat out of the bag on that? Oops. You kind of already did. I, I can, I the can cut it at the very out. very beginning. No, it's in. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, we're going to be working on a project for the History Channel uh, for Michael Loftus, and uh, I'm going to be Coffee Boy and Fluffer. woo So that's pretty cool. Wow. Here's your coffee. Uh, all right, thanks for uh, listening, Oops. everybody. Ah! <laughs> oh, my, my glasses.
1: My Fluffer got burnt. That, Who burnt my Fluffer?
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, smoke weed.